We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back and happy Thursday. All right, guys. Well, we're back to talk about Vanderpump Rules to do the recap. And I just wanted to start off by saying a few things. One, we do the after party every night after the episode. And last night, Jason had the best time. So thank you for all of you who joined us on our second channel, Up and Adam 2. Jason made a narcissistic dickery for the drink. And I mean, it was absolutely hilarious. But also... We were supposed to have a very special guest today, Steve from Faces by Bravo. We're still waiting to see if he's going to join us, but I didn't realize he was flying in on the red eye last night from LA to Miami, and he's trying to wait to see if he can get checked into his hotel. So, (laughs) of course, things happen. That's why we are very careful about what we announce when we announce it. Now, guys, if you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And I say, let's jump right into this-ish because there is a lot to go over, especially with the Katie, James, Raquel, Schwartz of it all. Raquel is obviously pissing off a lot of people. Let's start off with the kiss. Now, we picked up where we left off and the fight is continuing on. And it's because, well, she literally is kissing Shorts. And not only kissing Shorts, but now she's suggesting going somewhere private with Shorts after literally just admitting, Tom Sandoval admitting on Howie Mandel's Howie Mandel Does Stuff podcast, that she and him kissed in their backyard, his backyard, when he was locked out of the house. Shorts was the perfect decoy, which I agree with Lala Kent. If you watched Watch What Happens Live last night, he didn't even realize he was the decoy. This was Tom Sandoval's ultimate plan that was unfolding. He got to have Tom Schwartz as the decoy. Tom Schwartz didn't even realize it, and no eyes are on Tom Sandoval. So then he gets to sneak around and do everything that he was doing, which led to the very first hookup between Raquel and Tom on the day of the wedding. You know, when Raquel was supposed to be hanging out with the bridesmaids, getting ready, but she needed some me time, some girl time. She didn't need some me time. She needed some narcissistic dickery time is exactly what it was, but we'll get into that in a moment. Speaking of which, I know all of you guys want to talk about the Howie Mandel interview with Scandaval because that was absolutely I mean, it was interesting. I have a few takes on that, but we're going to keep this ball going. Now, Sheena ends up calling Lala, and Lala's sitting there with Katie and Tom. Well, not Tom, but Katie and James and Allie and Christina Kelly, and she gets the phone call. And Sheena was like, where did you go? She's like, well, you know, listen, I ended up leaving. We went to dinner, and I was just kind of over it. She's like, did you hear anything about... Tom and Raquel kissing. She's like, what the? That swamp creature. And Sheena was like, okay, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do this. But Sheena was taking up for Raquel the whole time thinking, this is innocent. Tom Schwartz needs to move on. Katie has already moved on. 
Katie has opened up about the fact that she has already been hooking up with two other guys and one is a series regular in her life. She called herself not a cougar, but a puma, even sort of adding the fact that why don't guys get these labels? They do. It's called a sugar daddy. It's just a little bit different. And I guess that's only if they have the money or they could be a broke ass daddy. I don't know. But getting back to it, they are livid. And she calls back to confirm with Brock and Brock's like, yes, it happened. And we wanted to see it happen because we want Tom Schwartz to be happy. Now, I actually felt really bad for Katie in this moment because she asked one thing of Tom Schwartz and also Raquel. Don't make me look like an asshole. Don't do that. If you want to go around and play with your PP or do whatever you want to do, then just go around and do that with somebody else who is not a part of the friend group, somebody who's not a part of the cast. Now, we do understand that this is a very incestuous group, and usually we know them for hooking up with each other, especially, well, one, when they're in a relationship, and two, when they're not. So I don't think that this should have been much of a surprise to Katie, but she feels like over the 12 years that they were together, you really are going to go above and beyond to disrespect me after you said you had no interest in Raquel, which we don't actually believe because on Watch What Happens Live, Tom Schwartz said, had the cameras not been there the first time when she asked him to make out, then he 100% would have made out with her. This is even after knowing that her and Tom are supposedly in love, which by the way, I don't know if you guys caught this on the Howie Mandel Does Stuff podcast, but Tom said, one, I'm four days sober. That shit didn't last because we have a few subscribers from the Adams family who ended up going to his latest show in LA and he was pouring drinks for everybody and also taking shots himself. So if you're four days sober, it means nothing. And two, he said, we're not in a sexual relationship right now. We're trying to figure out what's going on and we don't want to put a label on anything. Tom Schwartz, Tom Sandoval, both Toms, we're not buying shit that you're feeding. And I'm not trying to be biased here, but I'm saying we're not buying this because your sole argument of cheating on Ariana was the simple fact that you guys no longer had a sexual relationship, right? You guys aren't hooking up and that's something that you need. It's a necessity. You want the lovemaking, the bedroom happiness. We get it, Tom. But then you're trying to sell us a false sale of goods, letting us know, no, me and Raquel aren't doing that because you don't want to add fuel to the fire when really this shit's already blown up like a volcano. You guys get what I'm saying. Let me see what the comments are saying. Oh, now they aren't hooking up? Oh, okay. You see? You see what I'm trying to say? Shaylee, do you guys think that Katie has a right to tell Tom who he can and can't see? I don't think that Katie has a right to tell Tom who he can and can't see, but I think out of respect, if she's saying, I'm not going to hook up with anybody in this group, which she doesn't have very many options. She has Tom Sandoval or James Kennedy. That's not going to happen. We know that. But then she's like, I'm not hooking up with anybody in this group. I'm not going to shove my hookups in your face. So maybe you can respect me and do the exact same. Katie, that was a hard ask, and they gave you a hard no. Narcissistic, well, narcissist Sandoval loves all of the attention. Yeah, I mean, when you turn an interview into a mustache shaving situation because it's like, oh, Howie Mandel shaved my mustache and my image, my image. Me and Ariana were a power couple. A power couple, just because you bought a $2 million home does not make you a power couple. If anything, you're the epitome of the couple that we don't want to be because one person in the relationship thought things were all good and the other person in the relationship was walking around just 
getting a high off of cheating on you with your best friend who acted like a sister while keeping you, keeping her in your house, keeping her in your house because that's what we do. We have house parties. And then when asked why Ariana did not realize what was going on, he said, I don't know. This was in Ariana's face the entire time. I don't know why she didn't know that this was going on. Maybe she trusted me. Maybe she trusted me. Yeah. Um. You think? You think she trusted? Maybe she trusted you? This was a decade. If I were in a relationship for over a decade with Jason and I could not trust him, then his ass would get the boot. I would literally put on my size 11 shoe and I would stick my boot right up his ass, right out the door and be like, sorry, sayonara, get your AWS out of here. Because I don't want to be in a relationship where I can't trust someone. And that's exactly what you're accusing her of, is trusting you, which is, that's like part of the core foundation of being in a relationship. You understand that, right, Tom Sandoval? No, you don't, because you only understand what goes on in Tom Sandoval's mind. But no, I'm not biased. I'm not biased. Let's keep moving on. Okay. Let's get back to it. I think I went a little too far with that. (laughs) All right, guys. So everybody goes back to Sheena and Brock's room and Tom is drunk and annoying and decides to slap Raquel on the behind. Well, he keeps on saying, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. And Ariana's like, Tom, stop. Why are you saying Raquel, Raquel, Raquel? It's annoying. He's like, here, take this key card. Take this key card and go sneak into Tom Schwartz's room because he's passed out and maybe you could get a little action in. And then he whispers in her ear, oh, she's jealous, referring to Ariana because you know that you just made out with Raquel. You know that you're sneaking around and that this is the perfect cover-up. And you know that you're having side conversations with her because the next day is the wedding and you're going to hook up with her that day, slapping her on the behind because you guys already have this whole thing planned out. While she's sitting next to your girlfriend, who's literally opened up her life, her doors, and been the only one up until this season that would actually even film with Raquel. Do I sound like I'm a little passionate about this? I feel like this is a little triggering for some point, or for some reason. I don't know. I mean, Shaylee, do you think James had a right to be so mad over the kiss? Okay, that is a great question. Because Katie and James are both activated. However, James is in a relationship with Allie. Allie's an absolute sweetheart. I met her at the Vanderpump Rules premiere when I flew in town to do Shenanigans podcast. And I did a behind the scenes vlog with Allie and Sheena getting ready. She is such a sweet girl. She's so nice. And the way that she's handling this just shows a lot about her. She's not jealous. She's not being aggressive or angry. She's just like, you guys are disgusting. Because in the hotel room, James is like, I've seen the way Tom Schwartz has been looking at her. He just wants to fuck her. He wants to fuck her. And he wants to fuck her some more. And it's like, whoa. One, we shouldn't talk about women that way. James, we're better than this. And two, your girlfriend is right there. And this is how you're talking about women. Even though you're upset with the girl, she is your ex-fiance. And I was reading on Twitter where some people said, if you truly have moved on and you're with the love of your life, then this shit just wouldn't bother you. If I had a breakup and I am truly happy with somebody else, 
and I have moved on and they come into the same restaurant, same hotel, same whatever, and I see them together, I would be like, good for you. I wouldn't even call them my leftovers. I would call them my left behind. You can have the left behind. That didn't work out for a reason. I feel like everybody comes into your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And she was a season in your life. And if you want Allie to be a lifetime, I would probably drop the Raquel act because this is not looking cute on anybody anymore. Let's go back. Now, Lala ends up going over to Katie and Kristen, Christina's room to... Where is Kristen, actually? Kristen Doty. But... She goes over to Katie and Christina Kelly's room to check on Katie. And Katie's like, I'm pissed. I just sent him some rage text, which means, uh-oh, she's activated and Tequila Katie is back in full effect. This is probably not what Tom Schwartz was expecting to wake up to, but that's in fact, well, actually, exactly what he woke up to. It was, I hate you, you king loser. How could you? Don't ever talk to me again. What, like, it just... The list goes on and on. Jason made a great point last night on the Vanderpump Rules after party that Katie has a history of sending these rage texts. That's why she was one third of the witches of WeHo. You had the investigator who was Kristen Doty. You had the instigator and the rage texter who I think was Katie Maloney. And then you had the main star villain who we also know as Stassi Schroeder. But the witches of WeHo are no more, so we can probably just keep this moving. I mean, Katie did tell her, I could light you on fucking fire right now. But she didn't. She didn't light her on fire, so no need to worry about this. All right, so after this night, I mean, look, they look pissed, by the way. But after this night, Sheena, her sister Courtney, Raquel, and Ariana decide to do a spa day the next day. And she's very upset with Lala, Sheena, because she feels like she's not attending any of the events. Like, why did you come to the wedding? I have all these events planned and you're not showing up for any of them. But to be fair, Lala pointed out on Watch What Happens Live, you didn't ask me to be a bridesmaid. You didn't bring me into the wedding party. This is three days of your wedding. Yes, and I showed up to support you, but I don't necessarily want to put myself in a situation where I feel triggered. I was honest with you before this wedding, and I told you that right now I'm going through a hard time. My ex is plastered all over the LA Times for this expose that came out accusing him of, well, a lot of things, a lot of lawsuits, a lot of foul play, and he's still denying it, so I'm going to leave that there. But she's like, my whole world came crashing down and just unfolded before my very eyes. So no, right now I don't want to be around someone who makes me want to pop off and facepalm her into a wall. And I'm thinking in my head, okay, I feel like that's pretty fair. But I also feel like partially she just wants to go hang out with her girls, Katie and Christina, because she thinks that she will have a much better time, which she seems to be having. Now, Raquel ends up asking while they're having the spa day, she was talking to Sheena and she's like, I'm going to ask Tom Schwartz to walk down the aisle for the wedding. What do you think? And Ariana's looking at her like, you're playing with fire, girl. You are 100% absolutely playing with fire. What are you doing? And then she said in her confessional, I feel like what she's doing is living in a rom-com in her head where she's the only one starring in this movie. The foreshadowing of it all. The confessionals. You can't write this. You really can't. 
This is actually hilarious to me. The fact that they all sort of had these comments that were made before the news of the affair ever really broke in the first place. All right. Now, one question I wanted to ask you guys was, do you feel like James seems a little too invested in this Schwartz and Raquel hookup? Because Schwartz the next day walks up to James and Allie and they're sitting by the pool. You can see that they were going down the lazy river and he asks him, you know what happened last night? He's like, really, dude? What happened? You made out with my ex-fiance. He's like, no, I didn't. Okay, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And then he tries talking to James, putting his hand on his leg, and James is not having it. He's like, don't touch my leg, bro. Don't touch me. And he's like, come on, Allie, help me out here a little bit. And he's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't bring my girlfriend in it when you just made out with my ex-fiance and you're trying to get my girlfriend to rally around with you. You're asking her questions. I'm making a clear boundary right now. I saw the way that you've been looking at Raquel. I am making a boundary right now. It's not happening anymore. But some fans feel like, oh, that's a lot of being upset for someone who is so happy. And that's... Well, to me, honestly, it's a really good question. So I want to know what you guys think in the live chat. Trish Hobbs says, exactly. Adams, I love you. Hey. Amanda said, I don't agree with James, especially because he says over and over how Ali is the love of his life, but he's clearly kind of holding on. James is paid for his reactions, though. That's why he's still got a job. Okay. All right. That's fair. Carrie K said, I see Ali on the show next season, but not with James. Oh, I don't know about that. Toaster JB said, clearly James has not moved on. James wanted to marry Rachel. Mm. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Wow, this just keeps going. Holy cow. Now, Shaylee, that's a great question. Do you think Tom Schwartz would try anything with Allie or was James just overreacting? I don't think that Tom Schwartz would try anything with Allie. And I don't think that Tom Schwartz would have tried anything with Raquel had she have been in a relationship still with James. And the thing is here, we know that the cast has been incestuous in the past. They can see, even when you're in a relationship, you can see other people and think that they're attractive or they have a really sweet personality. And you might think some things in your head, but the difference is when you act on those things, especially when you know it's a completely inappropriate situation. Tom Schwartz never acted on it when she was in a relationship. So really, at the end of the day, The only person who should be pissed off in this moment would be Katie because Katie and Tom Schwartz made a pact not to, well, dig, dive within the friend group. So I don't think that this should be a James issue. This should clearly be a Tom Schwartz issue. Guys, 1,045 in the room. Don't forget to smash that like button and show some love. No, but he was just making out with Raquel. Raquel and Schwartz were awkward together. I agree. I agree with all of that. Now, panning over, we end up seeing Lisa Vanderpump, and she is meeting up with Greg. You guys remember Greg, who is helping to open up this... Well, I don't know if he's helping or hurting this at this this point. But Greg is helping Tom and Tom open up their new bar, Schwartz and Sandy's. And he's the one who is delaying it in their eyes, because they're the ones paying the rent. Well, Lisa Vanderpump ends up meeting up with him, inviting him over to Villa Rosa, and she asks him, will the restaurant be able to open in time by the 31st? And he said, I can't promise you that. Listen, there's no bar Bible. There's no training. He said, I was trying to mentor them. And Lisa just says simply, 
you need to let the boys do what they do. What is that exactly? Well, it's like when you go to a theme park and you have Mickey and Minnie, Goofy and Donald. They're mascots. They're mascots for the business. They, being who they are on the show, will bring people into the restaurant. People will spend money to drink with them. People will spend money to party with them. They'll do all of the things. And really, Greg was supposed to be the kind of the backing of it. Like the backbone, the bones of the restaurant in the sense of management, running the kitchen, getting things off the ground, making sure the restaurant runs like an actual business. And they were supposed to come in and play. That's why it was called Shorts and Sandies. But I don't know if Greg's looking at it like that anymore. Because I don't think Greg has ever had partners like Tom Shorts or Tom Sandoval. And she ends up calling the Toms to let them know that she spoke with Greg. And it seemed like Tom Sandoval was not that excited because he said at this point, I feel like we wanted to get out from under the Vanderpump umbrella. When we partnered for Tom Tom, we didn't get to make a lot of the decisions. They got to make a lot of the decisions. So going into Schwartz and Sandy's, we wanted to spend all of our money, take out all of the loans, ask my parents for a loan also to put in a quarter of a million dollars. And we wanted to be the ones to create this ambiance, this atmosphere, to take it above and beyond and not have Lisa and Ken telling us what to do. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. No. No, that was a bad idea. It was a bad idea, especially when you come up with your whole business plan while you're microdosing on shrooms, which they did on the episode. So I don't think I have to say allegedly about that. But who knows with him. Anyways, let's continue on. Everyone goes out to dinner, and James has a moment with Raquel. You guys remember this because they went out to Hibachi and this gets extremely awkward, extremely fast. Now, when he has this moment with Raquel, he's telling her, oh, okay, so now, you know, you're sleeping with, or you hooked up with Peter. Now you hooked up with Tom Schwartz. Like, who else are you hooking up with? I I feel bad for you. I feel like you're a little lost. And she's like, I'm just doing me. I'm just doing me. And he's like, why do you have to do you within the friend group? She's like, these are my friends too. These are all my friends. So I just doing whatever I want because I'm single, which she is. And she can do whatever she wants. Obviously, even with her best friend's boyfriend. So that is her position on it. That is her stance. And she is not swaying away from that. But James does not seem too happy about it. So much so that Allie, uncomfortably enough, ends up leaving the hibachi dinner and walking into the hotel lobby to go see Katie, Christina Kelly, and Lala Kent. And she's like, hi. And I love how they've all kind of bonded a little bit. It seems really nice because Allie does need someone to lean on in this this situation. She can't just have James because that's exactly what Raquel did. Raquel had James and then she also leaned on a lot of the groupies or friends of or people who would attach themselves to the Vanderpump Rules cast, but she really never had anybody else amongst the cast until Ariana and Sheena started accepting her a little bit more. For the longest time, they thought she was the Bambi Dye B. They thought that there was not a lot going up, well, a lot going on up here. They thought a lot of things about her. So she was kind of isolated on an island by herself until really she found out that she's isolated on an island only with Tom Sandoval. But that's okay. Now, James ends up crashing this girl's night. So they all go out and they have dinner. And then you see Katie. 
Katie's obviously still upset. And she, just like when she told Raquel how effed up this was, look at the guy in the background. He's watching. He, well, she says, I want to light Schwartz and Raquel both on fire. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, she's not happy. All right. Now back at Sheena's room, all of the girls are over while they are getting ready to go to bed because the next day is the wedding. Well, this is probably when Raquel knows in her head, oh, tomorrow is the wedding. What time are you guys doing the bridesmaid stuff? What time is everybody getting over here? Okay, I got to text Tom. I got to text Tom and let him know because that's when I'm going to be hooking up with you. That's when I'm going to go hook up with Tom Sandoval. And if you ask Jax Taylor, the guy who smells like Cheetos, tastes like cigarettes, and... But I don't want to comment on anyone's hygiene. That's not my place. That's not what we're here to do. So let's get back to it. Sheena ends up admitting that her and Brock actually got married a year before this Mexico wedding. Wedding in Mexico. And the reason being was because... Brock is not from the United States. They have a baby together. They needed to get his paperwork. They needed to get his green card. And they needed to get all of this filed ahead of time. So it was sort of a time constraint. And I saw on Twitter where people were attacking Sheena over this, saying, well, why did you need to have a wedding if you guys already signed a paper and got married? One, because she's on a TV show and she can do whatever she wants. And two, just because she had the papers, the documents signed. It's not like that's the most romantic situation. Have you seen 90 Day Fiance? Like, oh my gosh, we just want to get married for, you know, like as long as we sign the papers and you get your green card, that is my fairy tale wedding. No, let the girl have her fairy tale wedding. She noted multiple times during this episode that her first wedding to Mike Shea, she wasn't happy. Anything that went wrong, she was a bridezilla. Now she is Zen Sheena. Anything could go wrong, even her veil that was flying in the wind. And she doesn't care. She said she could marry Brock in the Sir alleyway, the back alley during gay pride, and she would be absolutely happy with that. But what I've noticed is when people are truly happy, other people, unless they're really, really your true friends, they don't want to see that shit. They don't want to see you happy. They don't want to see you winning. They want to see you miserable. They want to see you upset. They want to find a flaw in the system. They want to find that one hole that is in the, the heart of your relationship in order to rip that shit apart because guess what? You signed a contract to be on reality TV. That's even why people are running with this crazy Reddit rumor saying that Brock and Raquel allegedly hooked up. So much so that Andy Cohen even had to bring this up on Watch What Happens Live as a poll last night, which the majority vote said, no, we don't believe that Brock hooked up with Raquel. And I'm like, the girl just had to fight off a temporary restraining order. There was a false, allegedly false, police report filed about her. She had to go to court. She had to figure out with production, Andy Cohen and the executives, how she was even going to film this reunion. She didn't even know if she was going to be able to film the reunion. She had to do all of the things just because of this one girl. So now on top of that, we're going to add fuel to the fire and say, well, Brock allegedly hooked up with Raquel. I don't know if that's necessarily the nicest thing to do, guys, but mm, no, it's not. It's actually really shitty. So I'm just going to say how I feel. I had lemon cayenne water and I am feeling on top of the world. Magic Cat said, Sheena, she seems really happy. And Maggie Samson said, happy for Sheena. It was a beautiful wedding. 
I agree. Sorry, I'm as blind as a bat. Caps help me see the keyboard. Listen, Becklington, use all the caps. Nobody here should be rude to you. And if they are, we will kick them out of the live chat because this is a positive place. Unless we're roasting Tom Sandoval for his Howie Mandel interview. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I feel like I'm on a roll with this. Let's get back to it, though, because then we have the Rachel of it all. You guys remember her, right? Yeah, I think we've mentioned her enough. So, Rachel. Rachel is disappointed that Tom Schwartz is a little awkward now. It's wedding day. Everyone is getting ready. The guys are taking shots out of their shoes. Sheena went with a more elegant dress. We know this. And Rachel decides not to walk with Tom Schwartz down the aisle because he has an awkward walk, which Joey did not have. And she's a pageant girl. She feels like a princess. Her walk is very important to her, not her moral compass. That shit went out the window. She left out at the Miss California competition. But the walk is everything. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Very telling. But Raquel is disappointed that Schwartz is now awkward after their makeout. It breaks her heart. What are you talking about, girl? Literally at this wedding, you're talking about in your confessionals after this wedding, knowing that you're having a full-blown affair. I'm just a little disappointed. Why did Shorts end up, you know, why did he even want to make out with me in the first place? Who gives a shit? You're already having an emotional affair. You're already out here hooking up with Tom Sandoval, like full on doing the deed. You made out with him. Why does it matter if Tom Schwartz is awkward? The answer is it doesn't. The answer is it does not matter. So what are you talking about? Because now it seems like you're trying to treat the viewers like they're stupid, which is exactly what she's doing, because she never really thought that this whole affair would be outed in the first place. Just like Lala Kent said on Watch What Happens Live last night when she was asked, do you think had this affair not been outed that they would have ever come clean? And she said, no, absolutely not. I think what they would have done is Tom and Ariana would have broken up and then Tom and Raquel would have eventually slowly gotten together and they would have treated it the same way that Tom treated it with Kristen when he got with Ariana. Lala, I think you're onto something. We also saw Christina Kelly and Katie watching from the balcony and Katie ends up chiming in about this whole thing because fans were not happy with her due to the fact that she said that the wedding was not um, the best, I guess. I want to just show you guys this clip. Hold on, let me bring it up. Here we go. Let me just bring this up for you guys right now. This is the clip that I'm talking about. Oof. Share. Here we go. For my story, and talk about the episodes anymore because I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want it to be recirculate everywhere but here we go here we go recirculated recirculate episode of vanderpump rules sheena got married and Mm. i watched it from the balcony well i only watched a few minutes i watched the beginning and you saw a little bit 
of that, but um, I just want to say the things that you didn't hear me say. Sam. Because I thought it was a beautiful ceremony. I love bridesmaid colored dresses. Um, I love Sheena's dress. And when I said I could cry is because the song choice that she walked out to was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And I thought that was just perfect for the setting and everything. And so when I got back inside and I said, well, weddings are beautiful, but not this one. You know, I was going through a lot. So he keeps going. And then later on in the episode, I noticed that Sheena had the same officiant from her first wedding to her second wedding. And Sheena went on her story and said, that was my cousin. And it meant something to me because he's my favorite cousin. And the thing with weddings is that they are personal and people always want to weigh in and have comments and say like, well, that's not what I would do. Or, you know, they want to pick things apart. And I wasn't necessarily trying to pick things apart. I was just being observant and I'm not making excuses. I didn't mean it as as an insult. And I apologize for that. Um, You know, I think whatever is going to make your day special and meaningful to you, you absolutely should do that regardless of what anyone thinks. So that's always my advice. Be ruthless. Don't give a fuck about what people think or how they're going to feel about your day. Oh, okay. Be ruthless and don't give a... I mean, Katie. That's one way to put it. But Katie ends up going back. Well, this is on the night of the whole wedding. Katie ends up going out with Christina Kelly for a nice dinner. You know what? This is... The last night. And Christina wants to know, now knowing what you know, being in Mexico, would you have done this again? Would you have come to Mexico and sat through all of this, knowing that Tom and Raquel made out all of the things? And she said, absolutely not. And I feel so bad for Christina Kelly for the simple fact that this is supposed to be her birthday week. I mean, yes, you're filming. Yes, you're getting paid for it. Yes, there's all the drama, which is the excitement. And you get to see some ish, but it's still your friend's birthday week. So we have to compartmentalize here. Your ex is a douchebag. Yeah, you get that. You know that because you're the one who ended up filing for a divorce. Let's now put that over here in a box and acknowledge that you have this friend over here and it's her birthday. And she took time away from her guy for over a decade, I think even more. And she is... Wanting to celebrate and have fun. Honestly, you could tell that Christina Kelly totally wanted to be at the wedding. I really feel like that's why she went up to Sheena in the first place and said, I don't want to hold on to resentment or have anything be awkward. Yeah, well, cue the awkwardness because we have Tom Schwartz who ends up crashing the whole situation. Now, he comes to this dinner. He pops in from the wedding and he tells her that her feelings are exhausting and it sucks for her. She said, I think that you're pathetic. I think you're a drunk. I think you're a loser. And he said, honestly, I don't give a... It doesn't affect me. And you need some humility. And Christina Kelly chimes into the conversation and she's like, okay, Tom, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to go. And I'm thinking in my head, Tom Schwartz, what was the point of even coming up and interrupting their dinner? We know producers wanted you to go over and talk to her. We get how this works. But what is the point of ruining her dinner when she's already sitting by herself with Christina? It's just the two of them. They're not a part of the wedding festivities. You're running around like a 40-year-old man-child, having a good time, being your best, most fun, drunk self. So no. What? 
You need humility. I don't give a fuck about you. Ah. Tom, this is coming off a little aggressive, friend. And one thing that I don't like is when you see somebody, and I can, I'm a good people reader. I'm getting better, especially. It's like, how many times can you get burned and then you just learn? I'm not going to keep putting my hand on the stove because then my ass just looks silly, right? So for Tom, I'm watching him in these moments where he's going out with Katie and he's like getting ready to rip her face off. And then the server walks over the waiter and he's like, oh, how are you? Oh, thank you so much, Vladimir. Thank you. Yes. And then he kind of sucks it back in, but you can tell he has it in him because we've seen him before dump drinks on Katie. We've seen him before dump drinks on Stasi. We know exactly that, you know, what he's capable of. This is not news to us. But now seeing it with a little bit more clarity, it does make you question things a little bit. Hi, thank you so much for the super chat. You could see Katie's bump when she opened the curtain. Oh, Christina's bump. Oh, I was like, Katie doesn't have a bump. Um, Tom's an idiot. Tom is aggressive, not Katie. Listen, I think that they both have the ability to be aggressive. I'm saying that Katie is aggressive, aggressive. Where you see it, she shows you, and she's like, I don't give up. I'm going to light this on fire. And then Tom is a little bit more scary in the sense that he is like the... I'm going to hide it behind the curtain and be aggressive. And then as soon as somebody pulls the curtain over to the side, I'm going to be like, hi, how are you? Yes. It's like all an act. It's like he took a page out of Sandoval's book a little bit too much. I don't know if he took a page or if he took the whole freaking synopsis. That's the word for me today is synopsis. Guys, 1400 in the room. Let me know what you're thinking about this. And also don't forget to smash that like button. Kayla Ramirez said, starting to see Tom Schwartz's true colors. Mm. Christina Kelly had a baby. Yes, she did. Passive. Tom does not like Katie. He is her karma. He married that. She hasn't changed. Tom is a people pleaser. Good hair day, Adam. Yeah. Tom is textbook passive aggressive. Yeah, I agree with that. And thanks for the good hair day. I'll keep you around. But let's keep going because this is far from over. All right. So then we have Lala and Raquel who are having a conversation. Not like the night isn't awkward enough. Lala and Raquel have to come face to face. And they start talking and Raquel was like, Lala, I feel like you were making fun of me. And I just wanted to say I'm sorry for calling you a bimbo mistress. And Lala was like, I don't even know why you called me a bimbo. You know what? That threw me a little off guard because from where I'm sitting, we had a great time in Vegas. She's like, Really? Because I felt like you were a little judgy of me in Vegas and kind of a little mean girl. And she's like, you were a sloppy mess. That's exactly what you're supposed to be in Vegas. We weren't judging you. That's you in your head. Lala, I like you a lot. I really do. Lala is a sweetheart, especially off camera. I'm telling you, she's a totally different person off camera. She knows the assignment. She brings the drama. She checks in for her job 100%. Absolutely. You ever meet her in person, you would love her. She is very, 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 very sweet. But this is total hypocritical. Total hip... Being a total hypocrite? I don't give a shit what it is. I'm telling you, this is a hypocritical moment. Because what we have here is... You are kind of gaslighting the poor girl. I can't believe I said that. But you are kind of gaslighting Rachel, telling her, we weren't making fun of you. You made fun of her starlights. You made fun of her drunkenness. You made fun of her with the aluminum foil in the microwave. You made fun of her just being a mess with the food all over the bed. You made fun of a lot of things. 
And sure, you had a moment in the car when she was having a full-blown panic attack and trying to breathe out her toes and in through her mouth or whatever it was. But I mean, what are you going to be mean to the girl when she's having a full-blown anxiety attack, sweating her ass off and crying in the back of your car? I don't think so, Henny. So that's a moment that you just, like, you can't just, what? And then she's like, Lala said, I don't know all of a sudden what happened when we went to Lake Havasu. I don't know what happened. Well, what happened was when Charlie ended up showing up to Lake Havasu and you guys revisited this conversation for the fifth freaking time, you guys were saying that Raquel is not to be trusted and she turned into a monster when she was drinking as if she was the freaking Hulk. Like she was ripping off her shirt and just terrorizing the community. She didn't start doing that until later. Not in this moment. She's still just Bambi-eyed Raquel. So you kind of jumped the gun a little bit on that one. It's like, yeah, fast forwarded a little bit too soon. And it didn't make sense why we were revisiting a conversation just because Charlie showed up. Because really, we don't even know why Charlie is there in the first place. Charlie is Tom Sandoval in the most extras. Charlie is in the most extras. Charlie is like the one that you see when you're watching Home Alone and all of a sudden you see the person who gets paid or gets a credit for SAG-AFTRA or whatever it is. And they walk up and they're like, hi, how are you doing? And wave at the mailman. And it's just the neighbor who's looking out the window. But they were so excited because they made it into the movie Home Alone. That is Charlie Burnett on Vanderpump Rules. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that she's totally miscast. I get why she was cast in the very beginning, though, because originally they intended for her to be a part of the Vanderpump Rules spinoff. Well, technically, it was just going to be Vanderpump Rules still, but they needed an authentic group of people who were actually working in restaurants and not living in $2 million homes or shacked up with someone in Bel Air. That's how all of that was supposed to go. But that's not how it ended up playing out because we had Brett Caprioni, Max Boyens, Kristen Doty, Stasi Schroeder, all canceled. Benito, done, oust. So when that happened, they could no longer use Stasi Schroeder's wedding in Italy as the segue to Vanderpump Valley. So now that we didn't do that, now that we didn't have that moment, I don't understand why we still have Charlie on the show. I don't want anybody to lose their job, but she doesn't actually work at Sir. Raquel doesn't actually work at Sir. What are we doing? What are we doing at this point? And you didn't even invite her to the reunion. Do you guys think I'm being unfair on this? Please, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are going to let me know. Hold on. Can't stand Charlie by girl. Oh, okay. Stay on VRs. I think agreed by Charlie. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying is like, I think that she's sweet. I just don't think that she's great casting. Yeah, I don't think that she's great casting at all. But getting back to this whole moment with Raquel and also Lala, the cringy moment that we saw, Lala said, I feel bad for you. She said, I feel like you... I feel like your self-worth comes from a man's approval. And that's something that you're going to need a lot of love and a lot of self-help with because you've got to figure this out. Did she know something that we didn't know at the time? Because that's kind of how it's seeming just a little bit. All right. Well, let's move on to Lala Kent's Watch What Happens Live interview. Actually, before we get to the Watch What Happens Live interview, I wanted to play a few things for you. We know that Howie Mandel, the Howie Mandel interview happened, and a lot of people are giving backlash. I wanted to thank Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast for sharing all of the clips, just to give you an idea. Even this just shows what a fool Tom is. 
people for this. You know, what doesn't uh, kill you makes you stronger, you know? Like and, radiation. I'm just kidding. It's a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad joke. Yeah. But I see you even understand it's a bad joke. I love a, will be better. I love a person who understands it's a bad joke. What? You I don't should get. explain. Here's what I don't get. I'm just going to throw it out there. Oh, actually, no. Let's get to the producer Jerry part of it all because Tom is saying that he told the producer about the affair before the affair actually came out and Ariana was not wanting to film anymore. This was a moment. So now shit hits the fan like with you and, and like then then you quit. You quit the show. Like, I'm like, that's not fair. I even said that to her in therapy. I was like, that's not fair for you to quit the show. Tom and Katie went through a divorce, you know, like James and James and Raquel went through a breakup on, on the reunion, but like we break up and you're just like, no, I quit. Like, I'm like, that's fucked up. That's not fair to everybody else. And that's one of the reasons why I brought up our issues on camera. I called our, our, uh, I called our showrunner, Jeremiah, I, to hold myself accountable. Because I was like, dude, this is not fair. I see all these people going through things. All these people are putting themselves out there. And we're not. We're not. And it's not fair. You know what I mean? It's not fair. So I, I called him. And so that's why, like, you know, that's why it, it, it started to come to light on the show. Did you, any of the communications that you had with Ariana about breaking up or saying that it's not. Did, so now shit mm, hits the fan. You guys like, see with what I'm you? saying? Hold and, on. And like then. It's not done. Now Howie Mandel got a lot of crap from Andy Cohen and Lala Kent for his interview. Lala Kent literally roasted him and the bad lighting. And now he decided to chime into the conversation. But Howie Mandel should defend himself. So here he goes. And it's, they have some very funny, um, very funny takes on me that such as so lala lala in her story she doesn't know me the first thing she says she's sitting in the dark she's sitting in some hotel room in new york in the dark saying that the lighting was bad on my podcast she's in the dark That was her criticism. There is beef between <laughs> Howie Mandel and Lala right now. Lala and Howie, oh, right. it is so acrimonious. And now I'm in the middle of that. You're in the middle of Scandalball. I'm in the middle of you and Lala. Now I got to go get Lala. Get me Lala. And Tuesday on my next broadcast, and it's, they have some. Okay. Well, now he also claims that he is in hiding because the Vanderpump Rules fans, the Bravo fans, are attacking him. This is the last clip for you guys today. Here we go. Before you take a side, Bravo fans are very passionate, passionate. he said. Are you scared of Vanderpump Nation right now? Are you terrified of what's happening? On terrified? Media? You have no idea. If you, am I, uh, this is the only time I've been using my phone is to talk to you. My Twitter feed is a mess of hate. Of my, hate? my. Oh yeah, I I have uh, I usually post every day on start Twitter firing back, Howie. Start firing back, you. I mean, I want to see you just go. No, off. I don't want to. I don't want to engage anybody in a in a fight. But don't fire this back, is the Howie. First time in two years, I haven't posted a TikTok. I haven't posted an Instagram. I haven't. He's posted in hiding. A tweet. He's, I'm, in, I'm, he's in a he's in a I'm remote like, location right here. Yes, I'm on lockdown. I have never felt this. He said he was on lockdown. Okay, let me see some of these super chats really quick. Thank you guys so much. Jenna, Benna, Adam, please can we have a watch rewatch party of the Howie Mandel Sandoval podcast or the reunions as a member thing, as a member's thing. I personally would love it. 
personally, I would love it. Yes, um, absolutely. We can set that up and I will keep you guys posted. Jason is getting a tooth extracted. He's in a lot of pain. So I will talk to him about that when that comes up. By the way, guys, we do have, and thank you, Jenna Benna, for the super chat. We do have our members only coming up this Monday. And for that, that's going to be with Richardson, who has been around the Vanderpump family for more than a decade. He worked at Villa Blanca. He worked at Pump. He worked at TomTom as my manager. And we wanted to ask him, just some of his thoughts on why the cast doesn't have as much diversity or a lot of diversity or diversity. We wanted to ask him what he thinks because at one point, I really honestly feel like Richardson thought he was going to be on the show and you see him on some opening credits, but I don't know if reality TV was necessarily for him because of some of the setup moments that they produced or tried to produce with him one was with danica who was on season eight and i remember being at tom tom when they told richardson richardson had to kick danica out because she was a mess okay i'm just gonna leave it at that so he had to tell her you can't bring you and your sir crew and all the messiness the shenanigans of it all over here to tom tom and think that you guys run shit because that is not how it goes down you guys are at sir run things at sir there's pump and tom tom we take care of our employees. You guys are your own employees. It's like almost like, yes, we're one big happy family, but each restaurant feels like a team, except Tom Tom and Pump, which funny enough felt like a family. Sir is kind of like its own island. But producers mic'd up Richardson and told him Danica wants to come apologize to you. So he thought, okay, let's do that. She walks up and she starts screaming at him, calling him out. And then boom, Richardson goes walking right past me and he goes, F this, I'm done. I'm not doing this shit. Rips off the mic. I can quit. Oh, it was a whole moment. And we're going to ask him about it on members only for sure. And I know that he also has a lot of things to promote. But let's get back to this. By the way, guys, members only is only $2.99 a month. We do it every single Monday night. We'll have more special guests and we give you a peek behind the curtain of our time working around the Vanderpump Rules cast and for the Vanderpump family. Let's get to the Lala Kent on Watch What Happens Live interview appearance. Now, Lala said a few interesting things. She said that her mother, who she put, like she puts on her Instagram a lot, she said her mother told her back in 2017 to be careful of Raquel. Be careful of that girl because she moves like a snake. Mama knows, Lala. Mothers always know. Hold on, there's more. On top of that, she thinks that Tom Schwartz was a decoy, that, but he just wasn't aware of it. Yeah, we agree with that statement. Lala also didn't think that they would have ever come clean, which we talked about a little bit earlier, and she said that she was so grossed out by knowing, by Tom Schwartz knowing for so long about this affair, and she personally feels like Tom should have given Sandoval an ultimatum saying, you better tell Ariana or else I'm going to tell Ariana. Now, that's a question that I have for you guys because I want to know, do you think it was Tom Schwartz's place to be the one to give his business partner and his best friend that ultimatum? Or no, should he have done exactly what he did, which was keep his head down, just go skiing with them, be a part of the shenanigans and the double dates and not tell anybody and just to let his best friend figure it out. Let's see what you guys have to say. Oh, creepy, Adam. I got chills. I know. Mama knows best. I know. He was aware. Lala's mom. No, not his place. See? I thought about that. Because then that's going to affect his friendship and his partnership with Tom. Yes, he should have. 
No, that's his BFF. He stayed out of it. Yes, Tom Schwartz is Ariana's friend too. Doubt Tom would tell on Tom. Mm, yeah. Yes, he had to tell. No, no tell if he had any respect for poor Ariana. No, his friendship isn't the same with Ariana as it was with Sandoval. Nope. No, not at all. Drop hints, but not tell outright. Okay. It wasn't Tom's place and affect his business or relationship. Yeah. All right. I had to keep quiet about my friend's three-year affair because it wasn't my place to say anything, even though I very much disagreed on the affair. Well, thank you for sharing that, Katie. All right, guys. Well, this has been an absolute ish show. By the way, I don't know if you guys clocked this, but (laughs) Sheena ended up changing her photo for her bridesmaids, much like Lala ended up changing another photo. Sheena changed this photo just to showcase, I guess, well, Lala instead of Rachel. Is that what the whole point of this was? And I don't know if you guys, I don't know if she did this because Lala did it, but if you guys go on Lala's Instagram, which I'll bring up right now, Lala did something very similar, or maybe Lala did it after Sheena did it. I'm not quite sure, but I'll show you guys exactly what I'm talking about. Hold on. Here it is. There we are, Lala and Rachala. There you go. Oh, I commented on that, did I? I'm dead. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. In honor of tonight's new episode of Vanderpump Rules, here's a throwback photo that I had to delete, but I dig my face in it, so I did a little editing, and I'm reposting. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Well, this is interesting enough, but tomorrow we will be back on Up and Adam Channel 2. We will be back. I'm going to go ahead and bring this up really quick. We're going to be back for our morning meeting and then also hot, messy topics on this channel. We're going to figure out exactly what those hot topics are because there's a lot to there's a lot to go over. There's a lot to discuss. There's a lot that's happened this month. Also or this week. Also don't forget that they're filming the Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion this week and we have I have a big interview with Danielle Newbie from the Real Housewives of New Jersey tomorrow. That's going to be an interesting one. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but we're almost at 20,000 subscribers on Up and Adam channel 2 and the after parties are absolutely killing it. We have the after parties and we also have a ton of clips. We're doing something a little bit different. So if you guys want to be keeping up with all of the shenanigans, I keep saying that word. Should that have been a drinking game? Just go over to Up and Adam 2 and check it out. And then if you're just not getting enough of your fix, we know everybody is getting excited for BravoCon. BravoCon is going to Vegas. So we clocked some new merch on here. I don't know if you guys are into it or if you're not into it. I absolutely love it. We have the Bravo Con hoodie. It's just a fun play on some of our favorite Bravo cons. Or are they your favorite? I don't know. I just freaking love the merch. I could care about the cons. But yes, the merch is everything. And just like I'm wearing our inspired pump shirt, not the crop top to be confused. I love this. Go check it out. And if you guys are a part of our members only, then there is a special discount on the members only community tab. I think that we covered all of our bases. I'm going to go check on Jason. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Thank you so much to all of our mods. Thank you to everyone for the Super Chat Super Stickers. Thank you to the entire Adams family for joining us. And thank you just for being here. I love you guys. I love you guys so much and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.